This episode of AetherStream is brought to you by Aetherflow Media. We would not be able to create content like this without the support of our amazing patrons. Welcome back to Aetherstream, guys. Joining with me today is Enki, Croa, and Dylan is still sick. Damn the plague. <laughs> F's in the chat for Dylan, guys. F's in the chat. Pay your respect. And for napping. <laughs> yeah, and for napping. So last time we got a huge spiel off. We finished off Ratika. We went and actually defended our now hometown. Wink, wink. <laughs> we love the Crystarium. Thank Red being badass and, you know, taking on a Sin Eater solo. And then, you know, of course, watching Arbert make us have more feels. And now we decided that we're going to go to Amorang. Since we can't find the Calusia Light Warden, but we have hints of where we can find the Light Warden in Amorang. Yeah, because uh, our girl, our girl Manphilia, she's just going to... She's going to give us a little helping hand. I mean, Thacker was not okay with it, but all the other dads and moms in the party say it's okay. So uh, we vetoed his vote. But like, if you have the vision of light, like Menphilia does, you would think, oh, well, we could just take her to Calusia and see. And it's like, no, no, Alpha Node wants to try to talk to these people and see if what he can do. He's our little diplomatic boy. And I get it. I, that's his spiel. And I feel like that was on point for them to do that. I really wanted to go to Calusia and open up a can of whoop-ass. But um, yep. it makes sense for, for Alpha Node to want to go ahead and say, you know, I really want to try and make sure we have allies here if we do show up and, you know, want to kick some serious booty. And War uh, 3 does have some serious booty like he got all the junk in that <laughs> trunk so we need all the help we can get to kick that yes but like with this all it, it kind of makes me wonder how come we couldn't use the light or light detector to go find all these other light wardens beforehand like she was there when we went into well i so guess go Minfilia, ahead. yeah minfilia at the time prior to accepting her role as an oracle of light you know she was more i would say like Oracle of Light and Training. Yeah, she's uh, she she's got baby powers. Power. Yeah, like Minfilia, that Minfilia uh, 1.0. OG, OG. Yeah, OG Minfilia had that power to find, you know, the sources of light in the ether, but, you know, was, was holding it under the pretense, you know, if the child doesn't want to continue, then she would go forward. But if the child wants to take the reins of her own life and go forward, she'll give her the power. And so that was what they were planning on doing. And so prior to that, Mephilia wasn't able to identify where the light wardens were. Oh, okay. Yeah, like how Wi-Fi range wasn't too great. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that, that, uh, that, light, that light ether was... Out of, out of range <laughs> oh come on she's standing right next to her how could she not see it <laughs> it's like she's got shitty signal that's how baby minfilia works and uh, i can't fault her for that she's such mm -hmm. a yeah so we set out on our expedition but like instead of taking the uh oh god i'm forgetting i was about to say chocobo though I will say i did catch myself it's okay i stutter I get a lot choked up thinking about the good boys Oh, yeah, Marlo's made me cry. Yeah, a little bit. But we do. We get to what is it? The Amber Hills, and yes, you get that mm -hmm. opening little. It's like a little that opening little quest where you're running around talking to all the. They're not kobolds, like the, the what are the mod? The mod, yeah. You're running around talking yes. to them, and they're giving you all these options. And most of these options are really garbage and would involve you potentially dying. Like 
I wanted to try some of them though. Like I suggested every single time on all of my alts, like let's do the danger. Let's go to the danger zone. Come on, Thancred. Come on, dad. Let's do the dangerous <laughs> thing. And he's like, nah. And I'm like, wow. Uh, you don't dead. want us to have fun, but he doesn't want us to have fun. So it's it's fine. But I, I really like that. It was funny being able mm. to talk to the locals and get all these different options for things. And Thancred's just like, no, we're going to take the safe one. And I'm just like, when did you yeah. become responsible? <laughs> what, you're going to man up finally? Oh, like yeah. in, in 1.0, he is he is a womanizer. And I, I miss thought Thancred. I do. I miss I miss the, the thought. But, you know, it's kind of <laughs> nice to see him developing in a responsible way, even if it's a little overbearing, I guess. Yeah. So after we talk with the villagers, we kind of like stroll down and they're like, oh, well, you know, you could take a mine card. It's like mine card. Wait, we're not Do in we Copper Belt them? Mines, are we? Oh, <laughs> oh my no. God. No. Oh, bad bad you, touch. Bad touch. Name? <laughs> Podcast <laughs> is cursed now. <laughs> I have done it. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it is Halloween. Tis the season to be spooky, but. Yeah, no, Copper Bell is a horror story, so. Yeah. What are you talking about? Halloween is like a few weeks ago now. <laughs> oh, that is true. At the time of recording. Don't shade me. <laughs> <laughs> so we decide that we're going to go and use the mine carts and we're exploring the area and, you know, kind of getting the feel for the land. I will admit every time I tried to touch one of those interactive nodes, I always got aggro. Mm-hmm. It's like they place them right next to a thing every single time. Yep. Like uh, if I would did it on pre-launch because at this point in time we were like a week in to actual official expansion drop and people that didn't pre-order were kind of getting there i did pre-order but i was taking my time mm-hmm. i was slow <laughs> um so i kept getting aggro and then finally i just like you know what i'm gonna kill things sc you guys are evil because i just noticed at that point in time that the spawn rates are actually a lot f- faster than the uh i kill it you got three minutes to do what you need to do, and then it spawns. But it doesn't help when they have a lot of mobs in that area. <laughs> I, I know why they did it, because there, there are some quests in that area that require you to kill a certain amount of mobs, and they didn't want people being, you know, um, SOL for, like, half an hour while they're waiting for a mob to respawn. I get why they did it, but it is it, it was annoying being attacked by everyone and their mum. Like, the second I tried to do something productive, it's just like, you know, I, I'm just not going to bother. I'm just going to go do the story. Leave me alone. Yeah, so you you inspect some stuff and then you kind of notice these giant golems that are just like shredded and just spread out through the whole area and you're just like, huh. Wow, okay. nobody picked these up yet? No, that's weird. That's untidy. Huh. Okay, well, what's that? We're going to split up? We're going to expect the south side? Okay, so we go explore the south and then we catch whiff of somebody who's been spying on us. I was ready for a lot of action, you know, just ready to pulverize these people. And they're like, oh, okay, well, you're going to attack these guys. Okay, it's not an instance. Going to attack those guys. I will admit the second guys were a pain because, you know, at that point in time, everything was respawning. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had a lot of trouble with that. But then, you know, come to find out that, oh, these guys that you kick their butts are just kind of mechanics and they were being chased by these other people and. We literally just beat up the locals. It's just yeah. like that is the antithesis of what we're about. And we just, <laughs> we beat up a bunch of poor local boys who just want to fix stuff. And it's like, wow, I actually kind of feel bad. I mean, you were creeping on us, to be fair. You were being creepers, but. Yeah. That remind- <laughs> just that little comment there reminded me back when, uh, was it 4.4 when uh, Tsukiyomi was dropped? I think so. It was a party finder and says, a party of eight teased and harassed a lady bunny details at 11 
Oh my god. <laughs> it was so bad. But so we talked to them and they're like, oh, yeah, we used to repair these. And, you know, uh, if you have hopes of getting one repaired and getting it back to life, uh, you know, our captain, he could do it for us. But we have to go all the way back to town. And of course, me being me, I'm thinking, oh, man, that means I have to go all through these mobs again. Uh, Yeah. Come to find out that I'm supposed to be on the tracks, not going below the track. Yeah, it's easier to to get past all the mobs if you use the tracks, then you can just like ignore them, basically, which yep. is good. So I ended up going all the way over to the town and it's like, OK, where do I turn my quest in or not turn my quest in? OK, where's the next part of the quest? Look at the map. Look back to where I came from. Look back at the map. Oh, no, I was supposed to walk on the tracks the whole time. It I'm happens to all of us at least once where you kind of miss the point and you go all the way to what you think is the objective. And then you're just like, well, crap, I missed it by a million miles. Yeah. So walked back and we, you know, we had to kill some, I think it was bugs on that first one. Or was it crows? Well, we had to kill some mobs. It's vultures. Vultures. Yeah. I don't know. We get the guys back to their town. We, t- we talk around for, well, I talked around for a little bit. And we talked to the big boss. Big bosses. I had high hopes for the big boss. The Magnus. Yep, yeah. the Magnus. He's very sad. Well, yeah, he's just like, he, I mean, he's he's drunk when you meet him. And then he's just like, there's no point to this. Go away. And you're like, what? What okay. is your deal? Rude. Like, why? I just got here and I need your help. Like, why? I mean, I get, obviously, you have alcoholism, buddy, and there's probably a reason for that, but, mm-hmm. like, jeez, could you have at least, like, told me no politely instead of telling me to, you know, piss off Kupo? Mm-hmm. I will admit I was expecting, because I just actually noticed the name, I was expecting more of, like, a mining term for the name of the city, not twine. You named so. your thing after a ball of yarn. I bet the Makote love it. <laughs> They actually explain why it's named Twine. And it's kind of it's kind of cool. Uh, they mentioned it a couple of times. So you know how they have the the mining is the main industry in the hills of Amber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what had happened was they established the concept of Talos. Is then the Naboth Empire created the idea of the Talos. It was the cooperation of the Ronzo and the Mistil from Yulmor. Well. Prior to its you know, dissolution to a idle state, but the Mistel engineers that were part of the Dallas Stoneworks, them coming to work with the Ronzo miners, it was uh, seen as this like really unique cooperation between the two races, and it was the entwining of their tails that named the the town Twine. That's oh, okay. cute. I like that. So it was just cooperation between those two races at the time, and they kept the name. That's okay. That makes a little bit more sense then. Mm-hmm. So they could have okay, done the I, ball of yarn thing and it would have made as much sense because they're all cats anyway. Yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> I retract my previous statement. I will <laughs> say, you know, the uh, Ronso, I'm sorry, not Ronso, uh, the Rogadins, even though it's not the name of them in the first, you know, that was like a slight homage I noticed towards the Final Fantasy 11 as uh, if you're in Bastok. The uh, Galka, as they are called there, yeah. are miners for the stock. And, you know, these beastly humanoids, they don't look anything like these here. I know. I, I just did bad. No, no. They don't look like the Rogadins in 14. But, like, just seeing the difference between the two races in two different worlds is, like, I know they're from the same concept, but, like, they're executed so differently. Like, And we'll, I'll go about that in a 
later podcasts because yeah they do they do a good job with the the tie-ins like not only tiebacks to 11 and of course other games but you know they Mm -hmm. they do good ties across like the different shards and stuff so you know you do see shades of the galka in there except they're not plants yeah so but i don't know just coming from a family that most of their issues and i'm not gonna say which side of the family but um drinking and you know loss of loved ones and going into a drinking habit i would say that didn't really sit well with me to be honest but i was still in it for the story i understand everything that was going on you know we're being asked to go find just little bits of what we, we would call aether sand and stuff i forget what they call it here but you know, just going to f- yeah unite uh going to find that in the local mines just south of twine if you want to go further, you have to find this stuff for us. And just kind of going through between him being all depressed and not wanting to do it. And then, you know, of course, his lack of a better term, lackeys, is mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, subordinates wanting to, you know, just do this as a homage to his wife. Except you know, the one that really likes the minecart. He just really likes the minecart. And he kind of just like that seems to be his. He even says, I really want to do this. I really love the minecart. And it's like, you need to calm down. He said uh, trolley was his first word. (laughs) Oh my god, it's like, (laughs) how betrayed must his mom and dad have felt when his first word was trolley? And it's like, okay. Come on, say mama, say mommy, come on, say daddy, say daddy, trolley. What? The the real, the disappointment would have been real. I like that Magnus felt real. People turning to drink and self-medicating is a real thing. Like, yep. I understand how that part could have been especially triggering to some people who have either dealt with alcoholism or have seen it in their family or have seen it or used it in conjunction with losing a loved one. Like, it's very real. And this expansion has been very real in the way that it has dealt with some things. Like it does, it is not screwing around. Like it is giving you that realness that kind of makes the world feel like it is living and breathing. So while I feel like maybe there should have been like a little bit of a trigger warning somewhere, like maybe it was, it was very grounding and Mm -hmm. I feel very good for the story because it kind of, it gave Magnus a lot more life than if he was like, if he's just drunk, you see those, you see those Mm -hmm. in medieval fair all the time or in high fantasy. There's always a town drunk, but he's drunk for a reason. He's self-medicating and that kind of, that will hit home for a lot of people. And for others, it will give them a very stark sort of wake up call, a slap in the face. Like this stuff happens, dudes, this stuff happens in real life. You know, mm-hmm. we're not we're not screwing around here. We're going to give you them comparisons, and we're not going to be shy about it. Which I I do commend them on, kind of. Oh yeah, breaking that breaking that wall down that most would dare not to even try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not normalizing it or trying to get people to think, hey, this is a good thing to have. Through Magnus, they do show you that it is a bad thing. It prevents you from interacting normal with other people but it mm-hmm. it's a thing that exists like we need to talk about it and the game does talk about it unabashedly it's like okay you went there yep. you know good girl just gonna have to deal with it and keep going <laughs> so you kind of go through and you're, you're actually going for the the sand at this point i know it's not sand but you're going it's through and you're, try, you're trying to go find the soul rock as i'm gonna call it yeah, from now on the, the heart of the talos yep yeah and I, I don't know. I just seemed a little iffy about it because you're like, oh, we're going to trust these. Uh, oh, God, I'm forgetting those names, too. <laughs> and they've been in the game since 2.0. <laughs> uh, the little spider rock. Coblins. Coblins. So, yeah, Coblins 
on the source, but on the first, they go by, I think the name is Knockers. Yeah, that's actually a, a homage to like um, folklore in Cornwall, because you'd have, uh, they'd think that there were little gnomes or fairies mm-hmm. in the, the mines that would knock. So I, I thought that was a nice little nod, and I understand what they called them that. I that's did not know that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you... Uh, <laughs> You bomb the place and get them to jump out in fear, and then you check their back after you knock them out. Because <laughs> they're supposed to carry ore from the veins. I thought I thought mm-hmm. that was so dangerous. It's just like, yeah, we're just going to set off bombs in a mine. No big. A mine that they have literally said has already claimed several lives, and we're just mm-hmm. we're like, eh, nah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a badass. You can't kill me. I'm just going to let off explosions in this mine. I don't care. Yep. The other thing I kind of noticed, like if you walked into some of the main uh, chambers of that mine and look up, you see like all these colorful stones glowing up there. And you're like, why can't I just mine that? It's like, no, it's got to be the certain mineral for it to work. It's like, yeah. what if I just got a really tall ladder? Can't we just try it anyway? What was that, Crow? It had, to, it had to have a specific ethereal conductivity to yeah. activate. Because the main thing about Sulkin, you know, it's artificial life. It's creating, you know, you're taking ether and you're filling the, the object or the construct with enough ether to cause it to move. And yeah. so part of its, like, construction requires very specific materials that resonate with that ethereal push. And that's part of, that's the main reason why they were digging that specific rock up. Because, you know, you can't really get that same kind of connection from any other material. So. Can't just stick any old pebble in there and expect it to work. And, and then, yeah, because the ether, ether is a really big deal with it, and just trying to maintain that kind of like flow of energy that would yeah, be attuned to what keeps us moving. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the one thing I was not expecting is you know after you collected off this the last set of knockers and you head back and you you know present it to them, Magnus he kind of like sits there and he he's starstruck for a bit, and you're you're like wait what what's going on? It turns out that one of the stones that you picked up had some writing on it. Oh, and it's not Magnus. It's the other guy. Like the, oh, I yeah. guess he, he's one of the foremen, but yeah, I, I know. Yeah. One of the guys. Uh, Cause there's Jarek. Jarek was the one that's obsessed with trolley. I think it was Thaf yeah. or the other guy. Oh God. Taffy. Taffy. I'm probably I don't know. Botched, I don't know. What, I don't want his name is, but it, it's <laughs> Nordic. Say. The name is Nordic, and yeah. you you bring the stone to him, and like you say, he's he's starstruck for a minute, and then he drops some some shit on you, like he really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't remember them explaining it in the quest line that you know she perished in the mines. I mean, I do they remember they mentioned that she was in the mines looking for something. And there was an accident, but we don't. Yeah, they it allude was. there's an accident, and then Jarek Jarek says it's not his story to tell. Yeah. yeah, you know, you don't really. Uh, they won't give you the real tea. Yeah, I mean, they're the re- that's one really cool thing that you see in the characters is that they respect what's going on with their boss. Like, even though he's lost himself entirely to alcoholism, they don't just like out him. You know, no, like, they respect you know, his, privacy his privacy and the yeah, you know they're that he helping needs it with his deal. morning. You know, yeah, and you know, engraved on the stone is a message to Magnus saying, "Hey, I found it. Please use this." As my last request, live your life, basically. Is all. And he he seemed choked up and was in denial. Like, I probably would have been the same way thinking about it. It's like, oh, you know, my closest friends that know what happened, they probably just did this just to try to cheer me up. And, of course, he's also drunk. Yeah, because mm-hmm. what, what are the odds of you finding a stone that has an engraving from your wife who from passed his, away? From his past wife, yeah. Yeah, and she... Wife. And she did that 
for him and for everybody. You know, she gave herself for that. And Magnus says that, you know, her life, she gave her life, like, you know, trying to provide this mineral so that they could get all get back on their feet, you yes. know, bring things to rights. And it's just like, it's, it's a powerful image. It's a powerful message. Like, you know, she, she gave up everything to be able to, you know, allow these people to push forward. And yes, mm -hmm. the odds of it happening were so low because what are the chances that one of these little cobbling buggers is going to have this on them? Like, what yeah. are the chances, especially with a personalized message? So I understand why he's suspect at first, but then kind of when he comes around, it's so choked up and it's like, oh, I feel, yeah. I have feelings. Yeah. And of course, he mentions, you know, the timing of it too. And he's just like, uh, you come here looking for a way to get through. And then all of a sudden this happens. It's like, uh, he's like, like I don't want to admit it, but kind <laughs> of, you did a good, but I, he's like one of these gruff characters that doesn't necessarily want to tell you kind of like a very like a gruff dad kind of like yeah. that mm -hmm. so uh so they go and put it into the talos and they got the talos working and you know seeing that actually activate is like i remember doing this when i needed corrupted aether but you know ziggy was being such a little weird oh God, bugger that <laughs> that's like i only remember bad things from this happening i don't i'm not expecting something bad to happen here but at the same time you know these guys have made these golems and maintained him for years mm -hmm. plus we got we we had our boy urian jay on it like he's got uh some hands-on experience with ether so i had some high hopes like there is that kind of you know fear that they're going to send us off on another string of fetch quests you know he, he comes through for us he does a good like we get it working and that that's a feel-good thing because it's like good no more fetch quests also the mm -hmm. thing is working which means i can progress which is great yes so they're like oh well just go meet us over at the uh depot as i called it and it so you go so you go over there and they're like okay this is it you guys get on this the talus will take you straight through the mines and get you onto the other side it's just like okay so what you're saying is the weight and i thought it was just the weight of the uh talus would trigger it no yeah. it's that um ethereal current that is inside the talus that would just like an trigger actual signature and you so. have that little heartfelt moment with minfilia because uranger is just like nah i'm not coming with you and she's just like but don't leave me but, with these people. Because <laughs> yeah. she's, she's just had that fight with Thancred and she's really questioning herself. I felt so bad for her during that because Thancred mm -hmm. is a genuine Aether. to her at that point. This is one mm -hmm. of the things that makes me mad at Thancred. Like, obviously, it's just like, I don't want to tell him he's not supposed to be a dad, but it's just like, you're being a crap dad, Thancred. <laughs> Step up your game, mm -hmm. son. Urianje has this heart to heart with her that's so sweet and so soft and so reassuring. And there's more of that confidence in Urianje and them putting more writing behind him as a character. And I, I loved all of that. Like, Moonfilia has more resolve than she did, but she's still a little, you know, shaky because, you know, Bankrid did just kind of dunk on her wholesale. But so we're, we're, right there we're hit, about to hit the gate we get through the gate everything's just going flawlessly now everything is smooth sailing we're on the downhill slope heading towards the it's cash money flood light cash money and then we see the light at the end of the tunnel we're getting there mm -hmm. oh man could it be no how you not dead we buried you we buried you what is it gonna take are you what is this gonna happen at your funeral old man i'm not even joking are you are you gonna stay in the ground are you gonna stay dead god and like as if you know falling into a pit of emptiness would have like showed that how strong he is you know for him to physically be there you guys are still trucking down these tracks with that talos pushing you and you're just like oh god why is he standing you're, in the tracks you're playing wow. chicken he's playing chicken with you dude you're gonna get hit no no and then all of a sudden whack knocks the 
tr- uh, trolley off the tracks. The Talos goes off to the side, and you're just like, did he just one shot that trolley? He he lifts like bruh. He he lifts like he's on he's on some stuff like he's op as hell. And it's like okay, you could have just if you have that much power, you could have just stopped the trolley instead of breaking it. I'm just I'm just saying. Did you need all that drama? <laughs> did you need to be that dramatic? But okay. Flex. Oh yep. my god, he is flexing on us. What's that? You want a flex? Whack! <laughs> oh my god. It was a Jesus. flex and a half. And then we get that cool solo duty afterwards because Thancred's all like, oh, nope, you uh, you guys escape now. Like, uh, <laughs> take the girl and go. And I'm just like, oh, I'm a terrible babysitter, but okay, I will. I guess I'll leave. Yes. Be gone with you guys. I must save, or I must do what I must. Yeah, and he does his whole like I'm gonna I'm gonna die like a martyr to the cause thing. It's like Thancred, this is not a good look for you, but okay, go mm, off, I guess. Yeah. So before we get to that instance, we we decide that we're gonna take Minfilia over to where she needs to go, and it's just it's that moment where you come to find out that oh, you have a choice, and it's up to you to make the choice, Minfilia. And it's just like, wait a second. So what you're telling me is our Minfilia doesn't want to help because she is pretty much at her limit of helping. So she can't help. So it is. Yep. So it's up to our current Minfilia, our little daughter Minfilia. What what is the term that uh, Dylan coined a brilliant term? Minifilia. Minifilia. So it's up to Minifilia to decide the fate of what will transpire next. And as if things weren't emotional enough with Thancred trying to be a responsible dad, finally, and, you know, Minifilia going to choose whether or not to become Minfilia or to be her own Minifilia. Mm-hmm. Her own it, person. Yep, her own person. You're just kind of left wondering. And, of course, you get a glimpse as she's going through this. You get a glimpse of everything that transpires. You say hello to your old friend, Minfilia. And then after old that... friend. <laughs> Don't yes. make me lo- Like, I gotta throw some shade here. Like, you said, <laughs> oh, she can't do anything anymore. And I was like, oh, tilt girl. But she didn't do anything to begin with. Mm. <laughs> okay. I'll admit she didn't do anything. Well... She called us back to the Waking Sands on the link shell. She did that. She made us go get like that materia thing like slotted into her dagger. And it's just like, okay, we'll use that dagger to fight then. And then she just <laughs> like, why did you send me on that quest then? Yes. Why? Why did you do this? So, you know, okay. Our old manager. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so our old manager's like, oh, hey, pray walk to the Waking Sands. Oh my God. If they'd done that. If they pray return to the waking sands, it's like, I can't, I'm on a completely different shard. That is not, that is not a meme you can pull out of your butt here, lady. (laughs) So she's like, hello, old friend. But, you know, we clearly know that she's not an old friend. And she clearly states that, hey, this is her choice. And, you know, she asks, what is your choice? Well, she makes her choice to be her own person and to help in the ways that she can. And Minfilia just smiles and goes, that's what I would like to hear. That's a good choice, bruh. Yeah, that's a good choice. But I'm sorry. My time has come. And then just kind of goes away. We're blinded by the light. As we actually come back from the light, we come to realize that Minfilia, Minifilia, I should say, is uh, no longer blonde. And yeah, my character's first response to that was, "You, you, your hair's changed. Yeah. Your hair's changed. Your eyes. You have pupils finally. You're not creepy anymore. <laughs> You're not like a walking nightlight anymore. 
No, no. she's a, she's an adorable <laughs> little redhead. She looks like a, a regular human child again, instead of some creepy demon thing that you'd see in a horror movie. Like, she, she genuinely is small and cute, and I'm just like, oh, 10 out of 10, want a hug, and also parent. But yep. I'm a terrible parent, so I probably shouldn't do that. I'm going to give you a hug, but just so you know, you might die from this hug. Not because yeah. it's something bad's going to happen to you. I'm just irresponsible, and something bad that you choose to happen will happen. Hug. <laughs> <laughs> And she, she got the blessing of light now. Like she, she can see far and wide where all oh, the bad God, shit yeah. is. Her Wi-Fi just got boosted. She, like, she knew immediately where the the light warden was right after that transformation. Yep. And the fact that she could see the light inside of you also concerned her too, because like mm-hmm. before she could see the edges of it and whatnot, but like she didn't yeah. see how bad it is. Yeah, now she's really concerned about your diet. She's just like, you need to, you need to come off of that, um, like light eating thing. Probably not the best diet for you. <laughs> you might want to eat more of those finger sandwiches and lay off the light. <laughs> right. Like, that is the like you're not eating enough of the good stuff. It's like when your parents tell you to like eat your greens. Like Minfili's just like, you should eat something that's not light. Stop yeah. having that them light chicken nuggies. Them light hamburgers, them light steaks. You need to do try clean eating for a little while, bro. Yeah, just just light cleanse yourself. Yeah, go on get a rid light of the cleanse. light. Yeah, and of course we jump back to the moment of Thancred actually being responsible dad. As we're doing this, he's taking care of Rajit. That duty is is tough. Like that it's duty is genuinely yeah. tough, and it takes a long time. I thought I was doing bad, and like there was moments where I thought I was going to die, and then I come to realize that no. Essie's just sitting there like a parent. Oh, we're just going to hold your hand. We're not going to let you die. Here you go. Now you poof back up. It's like, what? Stankrid is still a tank, but yet he still has his old tricks. And these tricks is what's been throwing me off because like, oh, I'm going to poof into thin air. One one thing that's really lore wise, if you want to figure out what's going on with him, you get these status uh, like uh, status effects up top. And if you roll over to the help text or the the, the tooltip, the tool the tool it'll explain to you what's going on. And so using the cartridges on his gun blade, he was cutting himself off from the live stream. That's why he started to disappear. He that's was- terrifying. Oh, yep. oh yeah, that's why, that's why his yep. heart's kind of like slowing and kind of yep. stopping at points. He was purposely cutting himself off from ether to disappear Girl, using the gun blade. That's wow. terrifying as hell. Like, I did not. Next time I go through that, I'm gonna read yeah, that. Yeah, read the tooltip. The tooltip will explain it to you. Like it, as it as it continues, it'll be like, yeah, he's about to die because he's trying to he's trying to cut off himself from ether. He's <laughs> killing himself to use like his old abilities, and that that is genuinely mm-hmm. damn terrifying. Like that's mm-hmm. that does say I want to sacrifice myself, but that also says, God damn it, Thankard, why are you crazy? <laughs> yeah yeah if you actually look at who his opponent was rajit wasn't playing around no mm. and, and he's then like he, oh i'm wise to your tricks and thankridge just yeah. like ah think again though yeah and then yeah. you know we get that nice transformation with rajit Google when do we get that give me that give me that as yes. a boss. like Beastmaster, Beastmaster, please well I, I don't think it's Beastmaster, but what are we getting the scythe wielding classes because <laughs> i know um, one of the designers is from Final Fantasy 11 and he designed these scythes and when they had him up for one of the live letters and they're like, oh, hey, uh, people want scythes. What do you think? She shakes his head. No, no, not again. <laughs> I mean, they, they put them in as a, for Palace of the Dead, I think, for. Um, uh, yeah, you can yeah. get scythes oh, what, for. Uh, what's her name? Glam. Uh, Edda. 
Edda, Edda. yeah, Edda's yep, storyline, you get her glam, and then she's got, there are various, cl- but there are very specific classes that can use them. Dark Knight's one of them. I think Warrior is another. Black Mage, mm-hmm. and I think Dragoon? Yeah, Dragon has one. Dragon yep. has one. Yeah, so it was, it was a very select number of classes, so I don't think we'll see a scythe-wielding class in the same way that I don't think we're going to see a hammer-wielding class because of something we will obviously talk about later and I can't talk about now. Yep. And the sad so, news is Ranjit is actually a survivor of a nation that was destroyed in the flood, so his his fighting style was gone. Yeah, yep. that's that's a sad thing about it. Like his fighting style is so unique and so mm-hmm. cool. I'm just like, oh, please put this in game. Like I don't care how, just just put it in. Like make yeah. it so that he's transcribed a tome. Give me that class. Yes. <laughs> Oh man, just when just the transformation alone just like made me go. Oh, I want that. that. It's, yeah. It is on par with Nero's magical girl hammer transformation. Oh, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Like, all like Ranjit is is up there on the magical girl scale, and I honestly think we should just like base an anime off of those two. Maybe add a few more, and then we can have a, a magical a Maho Shoujo like a uh, team anime. I think it'd be great. <laughs> Uh, any artists I would love to see that please <laughs> <laughs> Maho but, Shoujo Ranjit yeah Maho Shoujo ah, I botched it <laughs> <laughs> Japanese fans be mad in the chat yep they're gonna just bash me now <laughs> so you know he finally deals a blow a big enough not not a killing blow but a blow big enough to make Ranjit revert back to his normal state and, you know, you can clearly see that both of them are at ends. Thankred's bleeding. Rajit's just like, well, you know, I'm done wasting my time here. Like, peace out. Um, I'm, for these reasons, I'm out, is what, that, yep. uh, is what Ranjit says. He's just like, um, I don't really want to deal with this anymore. You're kind of a little bit too OP right now, and I'm supposed to be the only OP dude, so I'm just going to leave. Yep. And, you know, he's, like, just trying to preach to Thanker. It's like, oh, you just want her to suffer, blah, blah, blah. You're a terrible dad. Yeah. <laughs> what Ranjit says to him. He literally says, you are a terrible dad. And I'm dad. like, you know, mm-hmm. you know what, Ranjit? You're not wrong. He is a terrible dad, but he's getting mm-hmm. better. Yep. But you are not. Ranjit accepts it. And his dragon, like, does some weird teleportation thing. And then just poofs. You just see Thankred go down to one knee. You see him take his last breaths makes a couple comments and then he just collapses yeah you get, get that, that slow song yeah mm. you get that that scene where he he mouths the words but you the voice actor is not heard and he's obviously mouthing like i love you or something like that and i'm just like mm-hmm. stop stop it and like it, it was i will admit i did tear up seeing the gun blade sticked into the ground pointing up to the light him down on the ground, that slow music with that lady singing in the background. Yeah, you think it's a death scene. Yeah, you're just like, oh, God. You, you make Why? me feel like a really unsympathetic cow sometimes because you and Crow are just like, <laughs> I cried, I teared up, and I'm just sat here like, I'm, no. I'm not going to lie. I'm a very emotional person, and Shadowbringers brought, like, the worst of my tears. So. Yeah. I'm so emotional, but, like, I, ask anyone. They will tell you, oh. This girl, she cries at anything. She's got such a weak resolve, but I don't know what it is. I just, like, I deadpan at the end of that. Like, good. Now stay down. <laughs> I'm terrible, and I'm so sorry. You make me feel so unsympathetic, and maybe it's just a fact of life i got to come to terms with. Maybe I've just gotten shady in my old age. I don't know. And, of course, he's accepting that 
this is his time. He's saying goodbye, but he's not saying goodbye to Minifilia. He's actually saying goodbye to Minfilia. Yeah, his Good wife. Yep. The person he's been protecting since 1.0. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's like it's. I don't know. For those that got the chance to play 1.0, or at least anyone that had the option to to view the Uldot quest, it was a really nice bit of like closure. I would say. Yeah. Due to the fact, you know, he is signing off this duty, you know, and now my watch has ended, kind of thing. Like where he's letting her go for the first time in his life. You know, I mean, there are parts like even. They're very subtle, but you can find that he's attached to Minfilia from like day one, right? From from a realm of born. And, you know, when all the bad things was happening to her, how he would freak out and how he was always after to protect her. And he had a massive change of character, like in Heavensward because Minfilia yeah, Minf- 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 was cast gone. Out by the flow, you know, he's he's still talking about her. Even even um what was it, after the you you get back all together and you're using Kryle to kind of try to find them. Yeah. Um, Kryle teases him and he just gets upset. He's like, it's not like this. You know, it's not He's, like it's not like that. Kryle, <laughs> shut up. And you're just like everybody literally side eyes him going, yeah. really, really. And uh, then um, there's a part in. So little I know the part in Heaven's Ward when he punches that one snob Fort Tom's kid. Yes, yes, yeah. and Lane. That, that tied into it. That tied into it because you know the the kids like you don't know what loss is like. <laughs> Bankridge just like Bankridge's hold like, my beer. <laughs> yep, <laughs> and you know so it. I mean, this has been Thankard's theme for the longest time is the protector who wasn't there when she needed him most, and how much it made him hurt as a result of that. And even in Stormblood, you know, he mentions like when he liberates Alamigo, he says, "This is for human filia because she was Alamegan." He was all so everything he did in Alam or to Alamigo, you know, in the in the liberation was because of Minfilia. Everything he's ever done was because of Minfilia. But right here at this point, at this fight, when he falls to the ground, that's it. He finally says goodbye to her. He knows... He finally gets to let it go. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's a big deal for his character. Yep. And like, as you were saying that, on his face, it's a top pan. You see him, and you don't hear him say goodbye, but you can see it in his mouth. You can basically see it. He lips it. And as he lips it, the camera just pans completely out, like as if that's mm-hmm. it. He dead. He dead. Yeah, no, I mean, it does, it does imply home. that he passed away, and you're like, wait. And yeah, I wasn't, but you know, heartless. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, I thought it would have been a good death if they chosen to kill him. There, it yeah. would have been a good death. Yeah, it would have been a great death because he did something to protect those who he loved. He mm-hmm. said his final goodbyes to the ones that he did love the most mm-hmm. and the ones that he tried to protect, but could not. And of course, you know, I, I know we did skip a little bit there. You know, for those, it, like I said, it was really nice for anyone that has been playing since 1.0. That was, this was their chance to see that. And the final, the finale of the story between, uh, thank waters and Minvilia. It, that plot point finally gets tied up with a nice little bow. And you're like, I feel, it, regardless of how you feel about Thancred, and I can speak from experience, because I don't I don't like new Thancred. He's a pain in the ass. He's selfish. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he's too grumpy. Like, I mm-hmm. miss thought Thancred. I miss when he wanted to go around and, like, shag everything. Oh, yeah. like, his, his, I miss uh, the thought. Yeah. But 
he he comes full circle like he does what he needed to do and you know it's it's a good spot for him to be in like it genuinely you know it ties his character up and makes makes everything perfect Mm -hmm. yeah so of course we we did skip a little bit we talked about the minfilia part but of course these two stories are happening at the exact yeah, same time. Yeah, so it doesn't matter which so. order we do them yeah. in. It's fine. We just ad-libbed yeah. it. This is our but, podcast. We do what we want. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if you tried to go back, because obviously the Thancred fight happened as you guys are escaping, and then, you know, after that goodbye, you're taking mini Philia to the waters or the flood. If you try to go back, it's like, no, you have to continue your storyline. You Please must go continue, continue on. And yep. It's just like, don't go back for him. Like, he's uh, busy right now. I, I will admit, I tried to go back twice. I even t- teleported, and when I uh, got to the er- end and went and talked to the person, it takes me immediately back to where you are trying to take me to the flood. Yeah, it just picks you back up and sets you where you're supposed to be like, nah. Yep. It's like, nope, no cheating. It's like, damn you. I'm still, so. still a terrible person. I didn't even look back once. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, see ya. Okay, bye. Yep. So continuing on where we left off with Minfilia, you realize she's completely transformed. You got the nice ginger hair. She's mm-hmm. soulless now. <laughs> okay, well, she's not ginger. She's more of an auburn, technically, yeah. I think, because she's got a lot strawberry of red in there, blonde. but there's a lot of brown. It's not quite strawberry blonde. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys like, oh, we should go back to Thinkards. You know, go help them out. So you finally get to go back. And as you get back, you're looking around, and it's like, Oh, well, clearly there was a fight here, but where's sacred? And you're walking around and then you get notes uh, like, oh, go over here. Oh, go over there. Well, when you finally get over there, you come to realize that Alize and the rest of the gang have come and finally met up with you guys. They had brought Thancred back from the dead because he's he's like just an inch, like could have taken that last step and he would be dead. No, no, no. Thank you. We're just going to drag you over here. We're going to pump some life juice in you. We're going to slap some face slaps and you're perfectly fine. Just get back on the just, ground. Just, just put a bandaid on it. You'll yep. be fine. Thancred. Yep. Just we need you because guess what? Our uh, warrior of light's not a tank. So we need a tank. Get your feet up and yeah. <laughs> right as I'm ready to kill you yet. Thancred. Sorry, bro. Yeah. And then, of course, at that point, everybody realizes there's this new girl with you. Where's Minfilia? Girl, we love your new look. Yeah. (laughs) And of course, this is that time where they're like, well, we can't keep continuing to call you Minfilia, but what do we call you? And then, and then, and then Daddy, I, 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 nope, I should not call him Daddy Thancred because (laughs) look, listen, guys, Thancred is not a daddy. He rates low on the daddy scale, but he, he does. The, the most dad-like thing possible and he names her and at, at that moment like I did cry at that moment that that moment mm. where he he picks a name for her and she accepts and he puts his hand on her head I was like bitch you got me choked up you came from my wig you snatched it and all of my natural hair with it like fuck <laughs> off with that uh, it was a very adorable scene it, it was, was. Per- it was perfectly done It was, it was perfect. It was just like, not only has she claimed her independence from Minfilia as an entity and merged with her and, you know, been the winner as Emmett Selk so kind of callously put it, but she Mm -hmm. is, she's truly her own person now. She looks her own person and she has her own name. And then of course, you know, everybody is odd at the moment and it's just like 
could this like get any more of a family moment for everybody? Mm-hmm. A big dysfunctional family. Yay. <laughs> a huge dysfunctional family. I mean, even y- you could see Yishtola was actually she, like. She was smiling. She was approving. And it's just yeah. like, you have expressions other than like ambivalence. Yishtola, oh. what is going on? Oh, Thancred is actually being a human and not a flirt for once. Uh, he's I being like a this. human and not a dick. This is okay. And then yep. we decide to go on a fun family field trip, which <laughs> is great because Minfilia can see where the light warden is now. Yes. And it's just like, well, thank God your Wi-Fi got boosted because we were going to be running around <laughs> like looking for a needle in a haystack for like a million years at this rate. Um, and it's like, oh, by the way, there's this big gaping hole over there. Yeah, that's where your light warden is. Yeah, you need to... <laughs> You need to go into this big hole in the ground, and that's where we get to Malik as well. Yes. Dungeon impressions, people. Like, I <sighs> have some thoughts, but I would like you guys to go first before I start throwing shade everywhere. So remember that comment I meant or said earlier in the podcast about Copperbell Mines? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of got a lot of that feeling in there. That vibe. Yes, that vibe. Like, it. there's no denying it. It was pretty much... Not a copy paste, but it felt as if I was in Copper Bell Mines. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's the same. It's mm-hmm. the same kind of feeling. Thematically, they're the same. Uh, not similar boss mechanics, kind nope. of ish, but it had that feel was undeniable. It really was, and you do kind of feel like you're in Copper Bell's like what 3.0 because you get a 2.0 in in the hard mode, but 3.0 definitely. I don't know. I I guess it was a little lackluster because I was thinking of was going to be a little bit more different than what it was, but eh. considering how strong the other dungeons oh. all were. Oh God. Yeah. Like if this, if I had to rate all the dungeons, this would probably be maybe number four. And I only say that is because there is one dungeon and I'm not going to mention it yet. Yeah. That not just yet. Didn't really. Ooh, me or made me it happy. Did not or just, you. It didn't. You were not a woo face. I was not. It, I just did not like it. I'll save that for like, end of the year podcast more talking about our favorite and mm. least favorite dungeons. <laughs> how do you feel? Like I'm I'm there must have been some lore tidbits in there maybe. Like I how did you feel? Uh, Malika's will I mm. <laughs> Everybody's I, ambivalent. Well, it's cuz I don't think for the most part it kind of just came out of nowhere. I I hmm. I mean, I half expected we were going to go underground because the mines that is Amarang's concept. Yeah, it's it a theme. A, mining area and so you know i half expect you're gonna go in the ground but we don't we don't particularly go underground in the mines we go into this well that was built for the empire way way back in the day and you know it's got some history to it and so it makes you really curious but that's as far as it go with it they don't really elaborate past the whole oh yeah this was uh, built by the empire and yeah you are left with more kings more questions but, uh, and answers Definitely. And then, of course, you know, as you're going on, I mean, everything looks like it's been used and then kind of just left behind. And I I have to say, though, when you do get to the actual Light Warden area where everything just kind of like is just covered in just that film. Yeah. Crystalline and white. Yeah. Yeah. Just white and crystals. And yeah, that that was actually pretty cool. I like that aesthetic. Um, Yeah, that, that was different, but... That was pretty cool. But yeah, as far as it's like existence in the world, Malika's well didn't seem to blend as much as I would say, like, like, you know, Katana Ravel did or like um, the whole Minster Switch, you know, things yep. like that. But um, I mean, yeah, it's not my first best, not not my favorite dungeon. 
But uh, I have to say, though, I did think it was really cool. A little side lore fact. Um, One thing you can actually do when you complete these dungeons, you get a a chance to get the triple triad cards. Yeah. uh, Yes. Light wardens. And they explain the concepts of these light wardens. And apparently the light warden of Amarang was born from a sprite. And you're like, what? Like one of those one of those tiny little things that you used to fight when you first started the game. Yeah, what? That, that became what? the Light Warden. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yep. It's it was it took over an elemental. <laughs> oh, so wow. uh, an elemental killed a light warden. Like one of these little elementals got angry. Like oh, bear no. in mind. Well, no, the elemental got possessed by the light. And then Oh, because it was because clo- it was closest, mm-hmm. I guess. It just absorbed the power. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I oh, did well, not see that coming. That's a cool upgrade, I guess. I mean, not the <laughs> best upgrade in the world, but it is very cool. You go from being like a crappy little elemental to suddenly being a light warden. I mean, that's that's got to be an upgrade for the elemental, considering mm-hmm. I don't know how they feel about things either way. Oh, they, I mean, they're just they just they're just pockets of ether just happen to be in a place at the time. Just, you know, a lot of them take the shape of people every once in a while, but they're not particularly sentient so much as they just exist to consume energy and yeah from that to a larger form of an entity that exists to consume energy <laughs> but exactly. you know with with, with fancy wings but yeah, you've got some that, extra buttons to push yeah literally, yep but um yeah rose rose from the remains of a sprite so really interesting, interesting. Concept there. the design on the boss well, but I mean, I like the bucket hand boss. Like he's he's funny. Like yeah. I like I talked to you guys about earlier. He's funny for about five minutes because it's like, okay, so who designed you this way? Like yeah. that seems a little cruel. Are those in buckets? A way. I think one, I can't remember which one of the characters say that. They're like, is it, are those buckets? And then Alice they just makes uh, jokes the whole yeah, time. Yeah, um, uh, Alfino does. It's like, D- are those buckets on its hands? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how this would be like an aquatic type of Talos, but I I I guess the theme follows. <laughs> Last boss was standout for me yeah. for design because very different to everything else. Um, very almost biblical in its kind of you know in its design because oh, yeah, of course people say that angels did not look like people. Um, the original forms of the angels sent down from heaven would be so terrifying to look upon that you know they had to change form to make sure that yeah. humans wouldn't freak out every time they saw them. And one of the popular depictions of what uh, an angel actually looks like is a flaming disc surrounded by wings. So I thought, okay, that's that's pretty clever. You've you've gone with that motif, and that is slightly terrifying, but that's fine. Um, last boss fight that can be very very hard with some people, especially if they don't mm-hmm. understand that you can't go like from one AOE to the next right away. Like you have to wait like a couple of seconds, wait until that one dissipates, and then move on. So I've seen I've seen some wipes. It can be a little bit tough, but once yep. the, you've got the pattern down, it's relatively easy and the boss doesn't hit very hard either like the design is good but the boss itself as far as how hard it whacks you is a little underwhelming also like the whole um blackest night mechanic where i kind of get hit my shield goes off and i get that extra ability like that that doesn't happen very often in that fight and that really annoys me because there's no real tank buster there's (laughs) no real focused attack on you so i'm just like you are screwing with my rotation can you (laughs) can you work with me yeah i don't know i I want to say I had slight Garuda vibes when I first saw it, but then, you know, just a a mask type thing with all these winged feathers. I can actually see it now how uh, Croton pointed out that it was uh, an elemental at one point in time and now it's not. Yeah, because it's less less 
humanoid or animal looking mm -hmm. it looks more like an an elemental in this type of world would look because of course you have eros um you I, he's the only one whose name i remember because there's some stuff i want to talk about regarding him like in a later <laughs> podcast but he's he's a giant pupper not yeah. necessarily mm -hmm. the, not, not the best boy in the world but he is a giant pupper nope and um, then you got twin tanya which is just clearly a king that was corrupted yeah titania mm. looks like her face self like she's fabulous she got them wings she got that tiara like she's she's definitely identifiable as human and then you have um i can't remember her name like in Holman's to switch it has a female uh, name philia. yeah philia there we go and that looks like a corrupted humanoid like that's definitely like a fusion of mammalian and like human sort of like um, traits like you can see the arms and everything it's just like this this is something my brain makes a connection oh, with but with I mean, uh if you want yeah if you want the lore for philia they actually have a backstory for philia <laughs> that you get from the card that's ah. really interesting we may oh. actually have to save that for another time though because oh, we yeah, are yeah. No, running short here the light warden light warden lore is cool <laughs> but yeah we fight no. that and then the cutscene following that following that we kind of see we see that, you know, good things, all good things come to an end. Uh, the corruption mm -hmm. in us quickens and we start becoming concerned, guys. We need mm -hmm. to be concerned because we this diet's not working out for us. We are in physical <laughs> pain. We start to, the warrior of like, you know, bends double and like they get that, that really irritating but also really unnerving crackling sound where it feels like they're just breaking. Glass is breaking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, or you're stepping on shards of glass and I was like, oh, I feel really sick, but I'm also too kind of like concerned about my character to kind of look away. And it's just like, I don't know. I, I, I have had questions as to why we're getting to this, but then, you know, with all the light absorption, we just can't hide it anymore. Like something bad's gonna happen once we absorb the next light warden. We ate too much, and now, now we're kind of maybe gonna throw up. We're having mm -hmm. a bad time. And it's just like <sighs> we're the hero of light, yet we're being corrupted by the light. Because the blessing of light doesn't necessarily turn. We don't get to dissipate it. We are literally eating it. I mean, sin is eat sin, and we are the warrior of darkness, so we eat light. And that's not necessarily a good idea for us because the blessing of light doesn't turn it away. It doesn't really work in that way, as we find nope. out, unfortunately. We hoped. We hoped. We could have just run through it, but we don't. Yeah. So thankfully, Ryan, Reen, sorry, Reen was able to suppress it. And, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be okay. It was just a small blip. We're going to be okay. But we do have to be careful because we're pretty much at our limit at this point. We might not be able to take the next light warden and fully corrupt or come out uncorrupted. Like there's high chances this last one we're gonna be done. We should not eat that last chicken, guys. We shouldn't like, we eat should it, not. but you know we you gotta save this to? world. And of course, you know as we're this is transpiring. Of course, you got the guys over in Twine that are just like, "Holy crap! The sky it's changing. It's and nighttime again. We." Yep, it's nighttime. The sky. And like Magnus, he you could tell that even though he's probably coming out of his drunken phase, like he's in awe at what's going on. Um, I can't think of the little Alra kid that is yeah, over at the inn. Yep. He's yeah. staring up at the sky, if I remember right. And the sky turns, of course, still emotionless. And you're just like, okay, I want to know what's going on with this kid, and I'm pretty sure something 
further along the story is going to happen to this kid. Mm. And of course, we, we've seen the the 5.1 trailer, so we know oh, yeah, something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but clearly, at this time, is this kid going to transform and t- become a light warden in this area? Like, we don't know. Or is he just going to stick? Because, I mean, hope against hope, we hope that if a light warden leaves, um, just the, the whole thing, like, like killing a vampire lord or whatever, like all yep. of its subjects just cease being like possessed. Possessed. So, so fing- fingers crossed for this poor little kid because <laughs> <Yep>. ah. <laughs> we can't leave out our Umulern people because clearly Rajit was there. So there had to have been others <laughs> can guarantee mm. the fight that we're going to be bringing to them is going to not be a pleasant one. No. And it should no. be pleasant because, yep. quite frankly, like they brought this on themselves. Exactly. But unfortunately, we won't get to return to the Crystarium and finish our story there. We'll, no, just, we'll have to do that later. Yep, we'll have to do that in next one. Next one, oh my god, it might end up being a two-parter with so much what's about to happen. <laughs> we, we need to restrain ourselves, but we can't always. I know, like, from just saying this right here, going from the beginning to of uh, Almerang to now, we've done two levels worth of story. That's still a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It is a lot. And then there's a lot more to come afterwards. So, uh, hey, please look uh, Please look forward to it. I'm going to Yoshi P my, uh, myself out. Yeah. Just don't let the door hit you. <laughs> the door will hit me because I'm using the Yoshi P meme and everybody either finds it hilarious or grown worthy. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm of the belief that it's, it's grown worthy, but also funny. So the door should probably hit me on my way out. I deserve it. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so tune in next time, guys. It's going to be a very fun roller coaster at this point. Yes. So until then, guys, take it easy. And we wish you all a wonderful eve. Bye bye. Yeah, bye. Aether Stream is part of Aetherflow Media, a community based project with a focus on Final Fantasy 14. Aside from this podcast, we produce web content in our magazine, Aetherflow. And if you like what you see in here, consider joining our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash Aetherflow Media. All funds go towards providing you with the best possible content that we can create.